0: Jody Mack, and he's diplomatic.
1: If you agree with me, it doesn't mean we're right. If you disagree with me, it doesn't mean you're right and I'm wrong, because it is pretty subjective. He's opinionated. It was boring as all get out as they slowly matriculate the ball down the field and watch the clock go tick. Tick, 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 tick. No, that's not exciting. He's humble. I'm not trying to injure myself, patting myself on the back here. And his job is simple. I talk about sports. This is the Jody Mac Show. Here's Jody Mack. Sunday night get-together here on CBS Sports Radio. Thanks for being part of it. Jody Mack sticking around with you for another three hours Coming to you live from the Rocket Mortgage Studios. Whether you're looking to purchase a new home or refinance your current one, Rocket Mortgage can help you get there for home loan solutions to fit your life. Rocket can. All right, uh, nice mixture, hour number one Um, tournament stuff, football stuff. Speaking of the tournament, Congrats to the Peacocks of St. Peter's. A 15 seed. Not only took out Kentucky, beat Murray State tonight, so they advanced to the Sweet 16 as a 15 seed. Good for St. Peter's. Jersey City's own Peacocks of St. Peter's. And we got one coming down to the wire here in New Mexico State and Arkansas. The Razorbacks up two with 10 seconds to play going to the line. So this one hangs in the balance. I'll keep an eye on that one for you. But uh, back to football. That's what we probably talk about more than anything in our number one and one of the best in the business hops aboard to tell us about all the stuff that came down in this past week, and there was plenty. Uh, he uh, is uh, lead NFL columnist for com, and his uh, Stock in the Box podcast is as good as you're going to find if you're an NFL fan. Matt Rudram joins me here on CBS Sports Radio. Busy week for you, huh, Mr. Rudram?
2: Yes, I would, uh, I'd appreciate the NFL if it would have an off season at some point. <laughs> uh, so far, no sign of one.
1: Come on, there's like three days in June where you don't have to do much.
2: I already told my boss, like, look, we're, I'm taking vacation for like the entire month of June and then the first half of July, and I still think they're getting the better end of the deal. It has been. I can't remember an offseason where there has been more player movement, more, more bizarre storylines, whether you're talking about Calvin Ridley or you're talking about Tom Brady's 40-day retirement. There has just been a litany of of really just out-of-left-field things that have happened, along with all the quarterback movement and, of course, great.
1: Well, then let's start with quarterback movement, and the one that is most recent uh, that's happened. Uh, give me the top three reasons why Deshaun Watson is now a Cleveland Brown.
2: Oh, I mean, you, the, the top three reasons could all just be money, because that's, that's the real reason. I mean, you're gonna exactly. You're going to get all the spin. You're gonna get all this spin. From people who have reason to give you spin, who will sit there and tell you, well, it's because they have the best roster. It's because you want to win. That is nonsense. It exactly. is because they paid him $230 million guaranteed, and because shamefully, quite honestly, they put his base salary at $1 million next year so that if and when he gets suspended by the league, he barely gets fined at all because it only comes out of his base salary and not yep. his actual cap number. And so the Browns made sure to make this as painless as possible for Deshaun Watson. Now, whether or not he's, he's guilty or innocent, I, I don't know. I'm not a judge, but the Browns really made sure to, to uh, cozy up to, to Watson and, and, and get him on board. They did that. Are they a better football team today? Yes, they are. Are they a team that now has 230 million invested in the guy who I think you'd have to say is a question mark off the field? Uh, yes, for sure. Uh, and look, as talented as he is, that is a conference where you're going against some some big-time quarterbacks who have bigger resumes. So it's going to be very interesting. Cleveland's better on the field. There's no arguing that, but there's a lot of questions to go with. It.
1: Did the Rams then, in turn, have to up the offer that they may or may not have had on the table for Matthew Stafford? Because if I'm Matthew Stafford and I just want a Super Bowl, we're talking about a contract extension. I'm starting at Sean Watson money. He didn't get quite that, but he got handsomely play, paid uh for a guy who had never done anything in the playoffs before this year. So the trickle up effect of the money that the Browns laid out has already had its uh cement into the NFL.
2: It has, and I gotta tell look, Stafford got paid and rightfully so. Right. It just won the Super Bowl, had a terrific year, led the Rams to where they wanted to go, a lot of pressure came through the whole deal. That being said, I gotta be honest, I thought I thought the Rams got a good deal out of it. I mean, based off of where the numbers are right now in the league, I, I, if I were Stafford, yeah, I would have been like, are you kidding? I want 200000000 million-plus guarantee? Easy. I, I get he's older. I understand that. But um, I thought the Rams actually did pretty well for themselves, all things considered, especially since once Stafford got traded over there for two first-round picks and, gosh, he had all the leverage in the world. What were the Rams going to do, let him walk after next year? That wasn't going to happen. So, uh, you know, look, he's a very rich man a couple times over now. He's doing just fine. I think with the Watson deal, the guys who it's really going to affect, the teams it's really going to affect, Lamar Jackson, Justin Herbert, who's up next year, Joe Burrow, who's up next year, not, not that they're free agents, but they're eligible for extensions for the first time. Kyler right. Murray, who I don't think deserves that kind of money at this point, but obviously they're at odds with Arizona. Like that is Those kinds of deals. If I'm, if I'm Herbert and Burrow, they have another good year this year. I'm telling the Chargers and Bengals respectively, you're starting At $250 million guaranteed. That's where it starts. And then we'll go from there.
1: That's exactly the bar that has been set. Matt Rudram here with us on CBS Sports Radio. All
2: right, another quarterback who's
1: not going to get that kind of money. But damn, maybe he should is Tom Brady, who came out of retirement to go back to the Bucks, um, The Bucs today, I'm sure you've seen this. I haven't even brought it up yet on the air, uh, made an announcement. Anyone who wants tickets to next year's Tampa Bay Bucks games, season tickets, be prepared to shell out for both 2022 and 2023. The first team to ever say, you need to buy your season tickets two years at a time. You think Tom Brady had a little influence on their ability to be able to do that? So maybe Brady should walk in and go, yeah, oh, by the way, let's re-talk about doing my contract. Otherwise, I already retired once. It would be pretty am- damn easy to do it again. Uh, do you think any kind of power play like that is coming in Tampa?
2: <laughs> I, I don't know, but I'll tell you, you know, that's a, that's a heck of a move. You know, I talk about power plays by the Bucks organization. I mean, you're basically telling fans, hey, look, you're paying for this year. And if he retires and you get Kyle Trask or Blaine Gabbard in 2023, you're already paying for that too. Yep. We're not all that motivated to win, because we already have your money. Um, look, I, that said, they'll get the money. Like the NFL, that is, if, if there was one lesson out of this week, the NFL is the most bottom-line business in, in the world. Right? I mean, they, they don't care about anything other than how much money they can generate, and in, and in some cases, some teams, how much, how much they can do to win. Um, and sometimes it's really unseemly, and sometimes it's just a case like with the Bucks, where they're, they're looking at things and going, Brady's 45, he's the biggest cash cow we've ever had, and if we can cash in right now, yeah, we're going to do it. Because if he leaves again, they probably took a look at how their ticket sales or how their projected ticket sales were going when Blaine Gabbert was about to be the quarterback this year. And when Brady came back, he said, you know what, why don't we just lock in the next two years and not have to worry about it?
1: Took advantage of a position, and the Buck fans are probably going to have to pay for it. Uh, How much effect, if any, and there's a couple other quarterback moves I could ask you about. Uh, Who's going to end up in Indy? Is that where Baker's going to go, the Seahawks, the Panthers, the Saints? Everybody's dying for quarterback. And nobody's talking about drafting a quarterback this year. And I can very much understand it because I watch a lot of college football, and I'll be honest— I don't think there's a franchise quarterback in this year's draft. So will someone get antsy on draft day because there has been such a carousel spinning that they go, hey, if we get it right, even though we don't really believe it, our scouting report says it's not quite ready for us to take a quarterback. <laughs> let's take one anyway because oh, yeah. then we got him on the cheap for four years and we don't have to pay $250 million guaranteed dollars for a quarterback.
2: Jody, you've covered the NFL a long time, longer than me. And you, and you know damn well, some team is absolutely going to do that. Yep. And as they're doing it, another team is going to be fighting them for the right to do it. That's just the way the NFL works, right? Like, I mean, let's say, let's just say Baker goes to Indianapolis, because I think right now that's probably the better thing. So if he goes to Indianapolis, now Garoppolo is going to move too, right? Garoppolo is going to go somewhere. So I, I, would San Francisco send him to Seattle? I don't know. Maybe. Seattle has enough picks. Maybe he's the pot and Right? I mean, maybe they can get them to do it. Um, but you know, there's going to be a team. You know, maybe it's Pittsburgh. Right? Maybe it's Pittsburgh. Who is Trubisky, but I don't think anybody thinks it's a long-term answer. You know, you're going to have some team that just says, hey, we have to make a move. Maybe it's Carolina. I, to me, of all the teams in the league, just talking to people around the NFL, Carolina is the most desperate. Carolina is so desperate because I think Wolf, there's, a, there's a belief in the league that if they're not good this year, or at least substantially improved, that rule is going to be out the door, because Tepper is losing patience. And if that's the case, right? Like Malik Willis makes an awful lot of sense. I think Malik Willis is the best guy in this draft as quarterback. Anyway, I don't think there's anybody else who's even worth a first-round pick. Willis is really raw, but he's got a ton of upside. And if you're if you're the Panthers, does it make sense? It might be a reach, but I think you might do it. You know, the Saints are another team, you know, obviously both these teams are just in on Watson, didn't get him. The Falcons, maybe they look at Willis and say he's a hometown kid. We can sit him for a year behind Matt Ryan. So yeah, well you're you're gonna have a couple quarterbacks showing the first round, just the way it is. I would be shocked if that's not the case.
1: Now I was gonna ask you about Ryan since you went there with the Falcons. How do you do that? You go to a guy, you ask him to push back a bonus five days, he does the right thing. Then you don't go out and get the quarterback. Now you're going to tell him, basically, do this favor to us and we'll trade you, we'll work with you, we'll try and send you where you want. Now he's got to go back and quarterback that team? How ugly is that going to be this year?
2: It's really tough. I mean, Matt Ryan has been an ultimate professional throughout his career. They've had some lousy years, bad teams, never heard a word out of him. But you've got to think it's tough. I mean you you now know if you're Matt Ryan, you know that you were not wanted. No. Nope. You know nope. that they were actively trying to move which is by the way why and it's a moot point now because Watson's in Cleveland. But when there was about a twenty four hour period where it seemed as though Watson was out, you know, this idea when, when Mayfield said he wanted to trade and the Browns were like we're not gonna honor it Yeah, yes you are. Because you if you're Mayfield you can't save face. You you have no ability to, to, to run that team. That's the question with Matt Ryan. Can he go in that locker room and say face? And also, does he feel like he still has the backing of ownership, the backing of the GM and the head coach? If he doesn't feel that way, I don't know how you play there. Nope. But as it stands right now, you need know, to have it. You really have not heard anything out of Matt Ryan. One of the quieter stars in the game. We'll see what he does. But if the Falcons have to move him, you're, I mean, you're, gonna have, you're absolutely going to have teams get involved. they won't trade him to Carolina and New Orleans, I wouldn't imagine, but teams like Seattle. Team, teams like Indianapolis, now, India doesn't have first-round pick, but i got to imagine they would do just about anything to get their hands on him. So, I, I mean, there would be plenty of interest.
1: You mentioned that you think Garoppolo's going elsewhere. Are they going to get a quarterback? Well, no, let me start here, because uh, I took another uh, shot at uh, Mike Florio Pro Football Talk, who I think it's great, but... I thought he was such a show for Brady it was laugh out loud funny that he was trying to help get him to San Francisco so he could finish his career there. And I praised the Bucks for taking a stand and going, yeah, well, five first-round draft picks for a 45-year-old guy. Maybe we'll consider it. They No, they wanted him back, and they got him back, and good for them. Um, he's, uh, uh, like yourself, thinks that San Francisco's going to go in another direction. He thought it was going to be Brady. Do you think that other direction is Trey Lance? Are they just going to hand it to him, or are they going to be in a a quarterback acquiring mode if they get off Garoppolo?
2: Well, again, I think it's all all about leverage and and, and what you've doled out in assets. I mean, they traded three first-round picks for the right to draft Trey Lance. You can't sit Trey Lance behind Jimmy Garoppolo. And I've I've heard people make the ridiculous comparison of, well, you know, Aaron Rodgers, look at him. You know, Jordan sat behind him. Yeah, he's Aaron Rodgers. He won back-to-back MVPs. Jimmy Garoppolo is not Aaron Rodgers. So, to me, like, if you're the Niners, once you made that trade and then subsequently made the pick, the second that name was announced, when, when Trey Lance was announced at the San Francisco 49ers, you were at that point compelled to start him at some jump. You don't to start him as a rookie. You always get that grace period of year. But it, after that, I mean, we all know in the NFL today, the way these contracts are for quarterbacks, you have such an advantage. If you have a young star quarterback on a rookie deal, you can't waste those years if you're the Niners on Jimmy Garoppolo. No, I, I'm, I'm even in the camp that Garoppolo gets a little bit of a bad shake. I mean, all the guy does is win. Give him credit for that. But at some point, you do have to look at things and say, realistically speaking, you know, he's got to be moved on. And and, and after trading away all those picks, you'd have to think that they could they could reacquire – you know, not, not maybe you know, a couple firsts or anything like that, but maybe, maybe you get a couple seconds. You know, something where at least you you get some of that draft capital back you sent out a year ago.
1: Fair enough. Um, Robert Woods' trade today to the Titans. I yeah. thought that they could get more in return for him. I think he's an above-average wide receiver, has had a nice career. I know he's coming off an injury, but a day-three pick is all that Robert Woods gets you on the open market? Did the Titans make a hell of a deal?
2: Tony's made a good deal. You know, it's interesting. Obviously, they cut Julio Jones with that post June 1 designation, so they don't get the money now. They got to wait till June, but he's gone. He's off the books. That's no surprise. He was hurt throughout the year. He really did much of nothing. He had, I think, one 100 yard game. They needed somebody opposite of A.J. Brown, and they got him. Robert was a really good player. He's coming off the injury, for his ACL midseason last year. Um, they have the problem right now of they have 10 Hills a quarterback. And with Ryan Tannehill, that is always going to be an offense that runs the ball first, second, and third. And then if they have to, they'll throw it. Look, Woods, is a, Woods is a very good player. He's very talented. But it is a sizable cap hit. They, they gave up nothing. I mean, they're essentially, look, they're essentially just taking Saturday. Um I think it's a good trade for the Titans. The Rams, after they signed down Robinson, I think everybody thought that that was the end of Woods. Or at the very least, then Beckham was going to leave. But it seems like they love Beckham so much, it's probably going to be him coming back. And, and on a deal that's more palatable. So, I think it's a good deal for Tennessee. But if I'm being honest, I don't know that it moves the needle for me just because of who they have at quarterback and the way they play offense. You know, if that, was, if that was Buffalo getting Robert Woods back and pairing him with Diggs, it's a needle mover. If Baltimore gets him and now he's your number one wide receiver, you know, and he gives Lamar a, a real target other than Mark Andrews, that's a needle mover. For me, though, with Tennessee, he's good. He'll have a good year of healthy. But it's just they're kind of stuck with who they have at quarterback.
1: Take, talk about taking on salary. Last thing I know you got to run. Um, uh, Mr. Miller shuffling off to Buffalo at a very pricey deal. Now, I know that it's uh, six years and it's never going to get right. past year four. It's one of those deals that an agent puts out there, which, oh, by the way, did you see the Juju Smith Schuster thing today? First report was a $10 million and change deal, and then it came out, well, no, it's only a $3 million deal with $7 million of incentives. So you have to read into the details before you comment on it. But still, even for the first three years of the deal, that's a damn big price for a Miller. And I know he's won two Super Bowls with two different teams and wants to try and win win one of the third. Overpayment by Buffalo, is he the piece that
2: lifts them to the Super Bowl? I think it's probably a little bit of an overpayment, but I love the deal for the Bills for one reason. They, they, they got to do something. They, they have to get past Kansas City. And Miller might be the guy. Like, for me, I thought the Chiefs were the best team in the AFC for years. I think Buffalo, right now, is the best team. They're just, they're more complete. Kansas City, to me, is still, it's still 1B. You know, they lost Matthews. They added Justin Reed, who's a very good player. They brought in Smith schuster I think, in that offensive phase. But right now, I mean, Von Miller can be against you. Now, the, the fear you have. Is he's in his mid 30s. I mean, he turns 33 this offseason. And if that thing goes south, and he's had some injuries in his career, he has had a few big injuries. Like if that goes south, you are stuck with a lot of money. I mean, that mm-hmm. that is the risk you take if you're buffled. But if it works out even for one year and you finally win a Super Bowl, that contract's worth it. So. I like the risk. A lot of times I wouldn't for that kind of money. A lot, like, I, I think the Raiders, what they did with Devonta Adams, I'll be honest, I think that deal is insane. They gave up so much both in capped and, and in draft assets for what? To finish fourth? I mean, they're not winning that division. Not, not, with, not with that situation, not with that defense outside of Jones and Crosby, But with Buffalo, because of where they are and how close they are, I, 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 like, the, I like the move to go for it.
1: All right, then let me give you your last question about that division. Denver traded for Russell Wilson. Certainly makes them a better football team. But are they going to have to pay a price? They paid a ton in draft capital. I can't believe Russell Wilson is okay with starting the season with the two years he's got left on his contract. He's seeing Stafford get paid. He's seeing Deshaun Watson get more money guaranteed than anybody else. When does the you-know-what hit the fan in Denver with Wilson on a new deal?
2: Oh, he's going to get paid. Because again, they have no leverage. They traded three players, two very good ones. They're always one very good one, and a good one in fans, and two firsts and two seconds. But they're not going to let that guy either sit out or be unhappy. They're going to pay him. They're going to pay him. He's going to get forty plus million a year, and he should. And he's going to get a couple hundred million guaranteed or somewhere in that neighborhood. And if you're if you're the Broncos, you have a choice. You know I think that decision. That might be the most competitive division I can remember. I mean, in terms of just, I think the Raiders, even with the addition of App, I think they're the worst team in the division. They might make the playoffs. <laughs> like
3: that, that, is, that
2: division is just unbelievable. And I, yeah, but Denver's absolutely going to be paying well for sooner or later.
1: Mr. Verderam, uh, it is always a pleasure I'm glad that you said uh, that the first three reasons uh, for Deshaun Watson were money, money, money because that's what I said in my first segment When my hey. ideas get confirmed by a guy like you I know I'm on the right path Thanks for hopping on our path tonight
2: Hey, thanks a lot, anytime Matt
1: Matt Ram from Fan Sided uh, Make sure you check out his podcast uh, stack in the Box, as good an NFL podcast as there is out there. All right, Jody Mack coming back, reopening the phones. Had a couple guys on hold uh, when we punched Maddie up. If you want to get back to me, do it now. 855 Get you on with the Mac Man on CBS 4th Radio.